Hi, and thank you so much for coming back to our podcast, the Community Church Podcast. We have been on hiatus for a little while, but uh, it's very good to announce that we are back now with a bang. Uh, we have with us the wonderful Richard Jones, where uh, me and Dave Gregg sat down to have a little conversation with him just to see where life is at. Uh, how lockdown has affected um, uh, the Living Rock family of churches down in South Bestershire uh, and also to see what God's been speaking to them about because it's really exciting to hear what God is talking to these wonderful people about so that we can get those golden nuggets from them and see how we can apply that into our lives as well. So hope you enjoy this interview. This was done over Zoom so sometimes the audio is a little bit patchy but um, it's worth persevering because there's some real gold uh, in here with uh, with Richard. So hope you enjoy and uh, be blessed. Thanks, Rich, for being together with us. Um, it's a privilege to have you. We know that we've got uh, an intern starting who was very, very happy that you were on. Um, I think she met you briefly at a Costa um, evening and yeah. kind of fell in love with everything about you, Rich. So at least there'll be one person that we know is going to watch and listen to this. She'll give you lots of clicks, <laughs> lots of likes, so it'll be okay. Yeah. Straight to my profile, if I, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, just uh, wondering if you could kick it off by uh, just telling us a little bit about Living Rock Church, about yourself and how long you've been in, in leadership there and what you guys are, are kind of up to. If that's all right. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, so Living Rock Church is a few congregations that are in the south-ish area of Leicestershire. Um, so we have a few congregations in that area. We also have links to churches over in Kenya. Um, the church itself was planted out of Leicester Christian Fellowship in Leicester in the mid-90s. Um, and it was actually a formation of two plant outs from Leicester in the mid-90s, one into Hinkley called Covenant Life and one into South Leicestershire called Rock of Life. And those two plant-outs grew. Um, both of the plant-outs had Kerry as their apostle. And uh, over a period of time, as they grew, uh, Kerry saw that there was a lot of overlap between what we were doing and what the guys in Hinkley were doing. And so they asked us to join together, to join forces. So in a world where usually churches split, we were a church, the opposite of split, unsplit. <laughs> uh, we combined and that was around about the year 2000 2001 um and so we've become uh, we became living rock church at that point and uh bought a building in south leicestershire in a little village called stony stanton and um ever since then we've been reaching the towns and villages south of leicester north of birmingham north of coventry filling in all the gaps um and trying to sort of spread the gospel and our influence and extend the kingdom in that in that place really so I got involved in Living uh, Rock Church in the year 2000 when I married my wife, Sarah. I was in the church in Leicester from which it was planted. And um, when we got married, I moved to Living Rock and worked with David and Deborah ever since. And we've just loved being part of the church there and just serving, getting stuck in and uh, playing our part. So, yeah, it's been brilliant. And, and you guys, you've been able to plant out several other congregations as well, haven't you? Yeah, so we planted out um, a congregation in Tamworth uh, probably about five or six years ago now. Um, and that remains a smallish group that um, is quite distinct, meets around homes, 
um, and they also plug into the main thing that we do in our larger celebration on a Sunday morning when that was a thing. Um, and uh, they, they have their kind of group out that way. And then we also have a group out in Market Harbour. So Tamworth is to the west, Market Harbour is to the east. And they meet on a Sunday morning. They're a larger group now. Um, so they have their own independent kind of Sunday morning gatherings. But as elders, we oversee the three congregations. We're also kind of branching out a little bit into Coltville. And then we have some other towns on the agenda that are ready kind of for us next to kind of launch something into. Um, and then also, also we've got links with churches over in Kenya, which is fantastic. So we've been working with uh, a, a guy and a couple in particular over in Kenya that have been really influential in, in establishing a church and then planting from that. And there's about 10 congregations now um, in different parts of Kenya that uh, David oversees as an apostle and that we work with um, as elders and ministries. So it's great. Fantastic. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll no doubt come back to Kenya because... We did hear on the grapevine how Living Rock and, and um, York also did something amazing to help out during lockdown. But what, what's lockdown life been like for you? We, you alluded to it just uh, before, didn't you? And you said, do you remember those days? I don't remember when we had Sunday morning meetings now. But, um, Six but months what, what's it been like for the, for, for the church, the congregations, um, yeah. your leadership? Yeah, it's been, it's been a bit bizarre, hasn't it? I, we were, um, understatement of the of the month we we were actually in kenya um sarah my wife sarah and i were with david and deborah in kenya in early march when everything was starting to sort of kind of unfold and uh, i think it's northern italy was quite badly impacted initially and we'd act sarah and i had actually booked our 20th like uh, i booked a little weekend away for sarah for her 40th birthday in italy so when we were in kenya we were like oh, our trip to italy in april might not happen um, you know, that was kind of where our heads were at at that point. And then within two weeks, it was like, no more Sundays, no more social gatherings, lockdown-tastic. And, um, and in that period of time, we had to very quickly, like a lot of churches, like yourselves, um, kind of just try to work out, okay, what, what are our priorities? What, what are we going to do now? And then, and then we'll sort of pick some other stuff up later. Yeah. Um, and so for us, a lot of the early stuff was about making sure that people in the church were connected. Um, we have life groups and we've always had a big emphasis on the importance of small groups. Um, but we also were aware that there would be um, those who were classed as vulnerable. And we um, started to buddy people up um, that were younger that could maybe drop off groceries or just check in on people that might need to be staying in their homes and, and isolate. So we, we kind of quickly joined people up like that across the congregation. And that was lovely. Like people have done, kept doing that ever since, yeah. um, <clears throat> which has been great. And then we very quickly went to work out what we could do online. Um, I think it was Mother's Day was the first Sunday that we yes. weren't allowed to meet. Yeah. And I remember naively thinking, oh, I'll probably like maybe by April, we won't be able to meet corporately, but it was like, very very quick that that week was a real kind of significant week the week before so with Ben's lion and the media team we've we cobbled together it was more than cobbled together but oh, we put together an online uh content for that first sunday mother's day um david shared the message will led worship from his son's bedroom um which has become quite famous in living rock church now so everyone's <laughs> to be in ted's room and um and it kind of went from there so so that was the, the beginning, and then it's just working it out from there, really, isn't it? And finding our yeah. feet and working out what to do. 
Um, so that was the initial stages. Um, and then what we started to do is realize that actually it's not that difficult to produce online content and it's not that difficult to do things well to camera and to present stuff and to actually get other people in the church to do that as well. And it, yeah. it was a real opportunity for other voices in the church to be heard, to really encourage and strengthen the body, the church family. And that was a great blessing and actually found that our reach went beyond living rock church because people were sharing stuff with their colleagues and with their friends and their neighbors because they'd been caught by something. And it wasn't something that necessarily I said or, or David said or any of the kind of regular speakers, but somebody else from the congregation shared something for three or four minutes and just what they had to say really resonated. And they just thought that'd be really good for my colleague and they ping it onto them. And as a result, people got saved from those little kind of seeds that were produced, which is great. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. I think like, um, like yourselves, we, we started doing a thought for the day, just, yeah. um, back in June, we, we did, we, we started that and, and we had, um, every one of the leaders in the church did a little every day since June, there've been yeah. an ever increasing number of people just sharing a thought, a verse of scripture. And as you say, it's wonderful, isn't it? That it's one of the encouragements of lockdown because we need to squeeze whatever we can. And, yeah. and it's wonderful seeing people just sharing from their bedrooms and gardens and in their cars, uh, a thought that is encouraged in life. And then they share them across their own social media, don't they? They do. And that's yeah. been interesting. You, you've had quite a, a, a great, you've been doing some great stuff, which is really encouraging across the, uh, across a whole range of things. Cause you've been doing some youth and kids stuff as well. Have you? Not just, yeah. it's not just adult focus. No, that's right. I mean, the, I mean, I have to say everybody's, the guys have stepped up brilliantly because a lot of Facebook's become quite a big point of contact for people now. Um, so people who had never even heard of Facebook, to be totally honest, are now like regular Facebook users. So I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg is rubbing his hands. But um, they, we found that the having a church Facebook group that was, you know, secure and people could share prayer requests and they could share words of encouragement and all that sort of stuff. That was a great place then for Alex and Lisa who do our uh, children's work, the deacons of the children's work to put content up and to put resources up and to put encouragements up. Um, and there were just loads of great ways that the leaders then did fun little videos. And um, when the kids are off school, obviously your days are much more fluid. You, nobody knows what day it is, um, what time it is, particularly. Yeah. Um, so they had stories that they would read, Bible stories that the kids could engage with and, um, and all that sort of stuff. And, and people were coming together online to watch like a Facebook live reading of a Bible story or a, a Ben Morris did a really funny little kind of just engaging thing about, about faith and just shared some stuff. And, and he's, ben, ben is brilliant with just as people are coming in, greeting them and just kind of acting talking on his feet really so to just things like that and Alex and Lisa really put a lot of resources online for parents and then um, added that into the mix for what we did on a Sunday so that um, we were providing resources ahead of time so Alex and Lisa would ask us what we're sharing on key verse key points any things that they could do so they could do little worksheets that people could print off at home um, so the kids could engage with what we were sharing because um, there was no specific kids work 
And then a lot of the stuff that was kid friendly went out more during the week um, and maybe on the weekends and things like that. Um, and then the youth have been great. They've just carried on communicating on Instagram and um, WhatsApp as they, as they have been a lot of Instagram live stuff. And then they've also been doing a lot of um, zoom meetings on a, on a Friday and, and carrying on with that. And the youth leaders have done a great job of just picking up smaller groups within the youth and um, looking after them pastorally and weekly. And that's been a real joy, actually, seeing more than just Mike and Lauren who head up the, kid, the, the youth work, but actually they're the youth leaders who have always been on board, but they've really kind of like stepped up into looking after maybe half a dozen or eight of our youth each. Um, and that's really enriched relationships and stuff. So that's been great. They, um, I, I think it's been great because we've been blessed, Richard. I know you've, you've shared the word um, with the community church up here as we've had David and we've had Deborah. Uh, we've had people from around the country. We had Mike Sutton-Smith from Swansea. And the, it's another one of those encouragements that yeah. we've found, isn't it? That we've yeah. been able to access into people. And okay, it, it, it's, I guess it's making uh, lemonade out of the lemons, but it, it's been for us a great blessing to be able to access people who under normal circumstances because of family and their own church commitments, we wouldn't have been able to see or hear, including, yep. uh, including Kerry. Um, and, and you've seen some people emerging into being able to serve and use their gifts. And we, we had the secret for quite a few weeks, we had a secret uh, baker, didn't we? The, there was this delivery of cakes going around everybody in the church. Well, it wasn't so secret after a while because you knew that it was the wonderful Ali Rothwell and her and Mike were just constantly going out on sorties and dropping off little cake tins of encouragement. But nice. there's lots of ways that we've, uh, we've seen the church stepping up and caring and contacting and we're actually specific challenges where you've seen something happen creative obviously you've got your tech team who've been doing wonders haven't they they're brilliant they have but your building presumably shut up um or yeah. you've been using your building for anything uh no um <laughs> no we haven't been using it for anything i was going to say we i've got a secret skate park there but i haven't um no we <laughs> Uh, we've we yeah for a, for months and months the building was completely locked up. Um, but then we um, I think it was probably June time we felt we wanted to start to try and do things live streamed at least to make a bit more of an interactive, bringing it more of an interactive element to what we're doing. Um, so we then started to do that more and more and actually found that for the media team it was easier. Uh, it was a lot less work for them to, to do something live than to pre-record, edit, yeah. uh, worship, overlay words and all that sort of stuff. That The time that that was taken, or, and particularly when the worship team were maybe six different homes singing over one track or playing over one yeah. track and then pulling that together. Um, it looks easy, but it's far from it. Um, and actually then to be together and have a, sh a small worship team, somebody share the word live, with the, the, the feed coming in from people watching, so you can actually interact with scriptures that people are putting through or words of encouragement, it just began to feel a bit more like how we'd expect our Sundays to be, where uh, people can contribute and be involved, really. And how do you, how do you see this? The new, obviously, there's the rule of six, but how do you see, uh, have you got a way forward for emerging out of this time into in-person meetings? 
Yeah, well, we've we've started this week. Um, so I've just come this morning from, um, or this afternoon from um, a morning gathering that we had for our over 60s. We um, we had space available for up to 30 people to sit in five groups of six um, in the building, in the church building. Because as a place of worship, we are allowed to have people in, but they have to stay then distinct in those groups once they're in. Um, and uh, we've we've people have pre-booked, they've come, um, we've just shared some stuff from the word, but given people lots of chance to fellowship and catch up yeah, and then shared something encouraging from scripture, got people to talk about that a little bit, pray for one another. We've had, uh, Will's been there each time with Lion, so he's been playing the keys and, and he's sung a different song kind of over us in that context. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been um, really special. <laughs> it's been... Um, bit like a homecoming in some ways of although there are some things we still can't do like we can't hug in the same way people have had to keep their masks so i mean there's all sorts of things you think this this will make it rubbish but actually um you know in spite of those things the sense of community and gathering and the kingdom community being together and god blessing that just a sense of his presence in that um has been really powerful it's been each one of them has been impacting in a uh, it's been really lovely to be at all three. So, so that's where we've started. And in October, we're going to look to try and um, bring that into a Sunday morning and have a limited number in the hall in groups of six as a maximum. Um, people have to pre-register and pre-book, and then they'll be involved in being there while worship and word is happening and streamed. And again, they won't be able to sing. Again, they'll have to keep masks on. There won't be kids' work. So there's lots of things we won't have. We won't have refreshments or fellowship. But... Um, people want to come and be in that environment then they can do um for that hour as it were so that's what we're built that's what we're working towards brilliant that sounds good what um uh what kind of stuff has god been speaking to you about over this season as a as a church maybe to you personally yeah um it's uh yeah. whatever god's speaking to you we want to know about it there's <laughs> <laughs> been a definite um we talk about it all the time churches in the building yeah. i mean it's like we say it all the time um but i think when you're not allowed to meet at a building when you're used to meeting in a building um you realize how much that has become a bit of a or can become a a bit of a focus and a and a and a way that people feel like this is me getting my uh church christian fix sure. um, and with that you know you've got hopefully inspiring worship and an inspiring word and message and and, a, and come away feeling good from that and blessed by that but that can become uh it, it, more than it should it can become a crutch and it can become a source of support for people in it and they're, they're fixed for the week yeah. um and then other stuff like small groups other stuff like my own devotional life my own worship my own prayer life my own time in the word all of that stuff that we again we talk about a lot, but if that's neglected, I've still got that, and I'll still make that my my main kind of thing. And having that taken away <laughs> in the way that it has been, I think has been a re- that having that stripped away for a time is. I don't think that's been a bad thing. I think it's caused us to help people engage much more in their own devotional life, much more in what church is, which is. Um, my walk with Jesus, my house, my, my family's walk with Jesus, my my friends in the church family's walk with Jesus, and we can encourage one another in that. 
And then also the fact that we're the salt of the world, which I think over the last, probably the last six weeks, the message has been, essentially, it's just been get out there and do good. Like, that's been it, really. That culminated in Will Lyons' message on Sunday, which was about being the salt of the earth. And I think that's, again, the case. When, when the building goes, you're a bit more scattered. Um, you're out and about on a Sunday morning, like, I didn't know that that's, that's what, I thought everybody went to a church building on a Sunday morning. I didn't realize some people go to the shops, some people walk the streets, um, walk their dogs. Go shopping? <laughs> don't go shopping don't on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually I think people have been freed up in some ways to be among their family, their friends, their neighbors out there. Um, and, and I think it's probably got us a bit more outward looking, I, I think, and a bit yeah. more you know salty a bit more scattered and a bit um we're a bit tastier now because i think I like <laughs> some people have maybe invested a bit more because they've not been able to get their fix from the sunday morning although the online stuff's been really good but i think they've they've had they've realized they need to there needs to be more and i think that's been really helpful so so for us it's been a much very much about you're blessed to be a blessing um what you have you give what you know, you talk about, and what you've experienced, you share, you do good to all. You, um, Jesus impacted the world and he was sensational. People could see him and hear him and they were touched by him. And he trans even impacted their taste buds and what they smelled, you know, and this bouquet of the red wine and the fresh bread that was broken and the fishy fish and all that sort of stuff. But like he, everything about it, that's what God is calling us into. And, um, and I think that's been a real outward it thrusting kind of message that has come through because we've been doing gospel encounters as an overarching kind of message okay. um, so taking stories and instances from the gospel and, and saying this is what jesus did and therefore this is what we're to do you know kind of thing so it's it's kind of enabled us i think to do that more and it's mobilized the church more because more people are being drawn on and there's more expectation of the body ministering to itself helping one another out and then also impacting the world so you haven't been, um, I, I know that you haven't just been looking towards yourselves or even touching your own communities. You mentioned Kenya earlier on and, and your partnership and your oversight and teaching and, and friendship with those yeah. people who also, when we think maybe we've had it a bit tough yeah. over there, um, we, we, we heard that uh, you, there was a big need and that you tried to play your part helping them out in that. So what, what yeah. happened there? Well, I mean, I would say across the board, people have been phenomenally generous, um, which is always humbling. When God's people are generous, if you're in any form of leadership, I think you just feel really like um, it is really humbling because, and you really want to do justice to what you've been entrusted with. And yeah. so we, we took up two quite significant offerings towards the beginning of lockdown. One was an Acts 434 offering. That was for those who are, might be poor or in need during lockdown because of restrictions, because of zero hour contracts or yeah. not being furloughed for whatever reason, losing jobs and all that sort of stuff. So that we took that offering up and then shortly after we took up an offering because there was, as you've described, clear need over in Kenya um, that uh, we just wanted to invest in. And, and like you say, we, we've, we think we've got it tough. And then you hear about or you look at somebody's life in, in a much more starkly challenging situation that they were facing over in, in Kenya, where people literally live day to day, it's hand to mouth stuff. And if you can't get out and hawk and sell stuff on the street, 
you can't get out and, and do something there or get, get to buy something on the day that you need it. You don't have it in your cupboards. You don't have a fridge to store stuff. You do. So the, that, that need was much more acute. So we, we took up an offering. Um, David also has, has his own um, finances for mission and for the caring for the church that he wanted to invest in. And also the church in York, um, um, because of their links with relationships that they have with William and Eunice and others over in Kenya, um, we were able to take up offerings and just sow into that and send the money over to trustworthy people to administrate it really. And um, yeah, I, it's been, it's been amazing to see how generous people have been. Um, it's uh, somebody's pound and pence making a difference on the other side of planet earth. In actual fact, the truth is it's no exaggeration to say saving lives and feeding people who would just be starving otherwise. So yeah. Brilliant. I mean, I think because of the, because of the, the obviously the, the pound is, is strong when you're converting it into shillings anyway. So you get Kenyan shillings. So you get, you get more bang for your, what was I say, buck, but it's a pound. But yeah. like, that, that makes a difference. And then I think there at one point there was 60 to a hundred families that we knew were being specifically helped um, during a time of real kind of crisis. And, um, and it's just good to know the people on the ground, you trust the people on the ground that are there. Yeah that they're administrating it well. It does, that's the other part of it. It's one thing to have it and then to send it, but it's also another thing to know where it's going. Um, yeah. We trust them that they're going to really handle it well. So, so yeah, I think people were blessed by that and to get testimonies and stories back of people having food, like you say, that wouldn't have had food and it does get life and death. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't take long before it's that serious. And even if it's not starvation, it's a weakness and they're susceptible then to other diseases and, yeah issues and challenges it's um so so to be able to do that give clean water good food um alleviate some stress and pressure and all of that stuff is just to do good to the household of faith really yeah that's, that's what we have to do isn't it really encouraging Fantastic. so that's great um just uh would you um if you were here with this what kind of encouragement would you give to the folks here at the community church i think um to firstly to um not wait for others to reach out to you, um, but to be the one who initiates helping and contacting and reaching out to others. I think sometimes there's an opportunity for us and I've, this can be the case. You know, I know that there have been some people where I think when you, when you have a past, pastoral responsibility, you want to make sure everybody still feels like they, nobody feels forgotten or left out or lonely, but, but actually that I know that, I've missed that at times with people in the church and I, when I have called them, I think they've expected something would have come earlier. And, and, and I, I genuinely have been times when I think I've missed, I've missed an opportunity or I should have been more on the ball and getting in touch, but, but, yeah. but not to sort of, um, if that's the case, don't take your ball home. Don't sulk. Don't sort of go into a cocoon until somebody try, managed to try and tear you out of it. But instead, if you, if you reach out to other people, then, God will just bless that and God will really honor that. And don't wait to be contacted, contact someone else yeah. and, and look out for them. And then just realize that you are the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. So where you are in your neighbors, uh, in your neighborhood, in your street, with your friends, with your family, the hope that we have as believers, um, the faith that we have, the encouragement that we do have because we're part of a church family. We are so blessed. Like we are head and shoulders blessed above others. And actually people will look to us and, and just a small word of encouragement or act of service or offer to pray 
Um, those sorts of things will go a really long way at this time. And um, for me, it's that kind of whole thing of, uh, I shared with, with the group today, I suppose this will be, this will be my take home is there's, there's a verse in second Kings 19 that's repeated in Isaiah 37. It's the same. And it's the same um, prophetic word from Isaiah. And it's uh, take root below bear fruit above. So six words, take root below bear fruit above. And as we root ourselves in, in Christ and as we root ourselves in God, that we will inevitably bear fruit above and that fruit will be good for one another. It'll be good for our communities and it'll bring glory to God. And, and, um, and I think just don't write yourself off. Don't, don't hide yourself away. Just share what you've got, encourage somebody else and um, don't wait for that to happen to you. And, and actually God will really bless that. I believe he'll open doors and it'll be really, you'll be refreshed as you refresh others. It's scriptural, isn't it? So. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful, Rich. Thank you for that encouragement. And, and we ourselves, in turn, uh, we, we, we love you and we want to pray for you. So Thank what, you. what could we in the church family, in uh, the community church here, pray for Living Rock Church and for leadership? What, what could we uh, throw, throw our weight behind in our prayers, so to speak? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine, I don't think what I'm going to show is necessarily unique. I would imagine a lot of church leaders and a lot of churches would be asking for this. But um, um, I think what we what we've said and what we've talked about together as, as elders and with David over the last few months is that what this has given us this time, despite lots of challenges, has given us an opportunity to to relook at everything we do and to make sure that whatever we do next is totally in line with what God wants. That we don't do what we've always done, that we do the things that we should keep doing, but uh, but that. Um, the Holy Spirit really helps us to be creative and to be really purposeful and intentional in how we do church, how we express uh, kingdom community, how we um, go about being God's people in the earth um, here in the Midlands. So um, we've got a specific kind of mission field that God's got for us and we want to be really effective here. So I think how we, how we go about that, that God gives us real wisdom and clarity and how to be creative what to hold on to what to let go of yeah. what to bring in that's new what to sort of let go of that's old and and so that moving forward um that we come into something really fresh and in the meantime that nothing's lost that there's no treading water that uh, there's no sort of uh, inertia but we just kind of really keep moving forward in, in god's purposes and that we have that we're wise in how we go about that as well so that we're beyond above reproach but we're doing all we can to express the life of, of the church, really. So, so we're really for wisdom, a lot of wisdom, um, and a lot of creativity that's that's spirit given, um, not because somebody else is doing it or or anything else. Just that we know this is what God wants us to do where we are and um, and express that really well. So that would be great if people could pray that for us. We'd really appreciate it. We'd love to join with you in praying for that. And it's great to know, isn't it, that God can do exceedingly above and beyond. He's an above and beyond God for, for, for you, for us. And we can look back when this season goes into a new season. Yeah. And think, well, there's harvest and there's growth and there's life and there's strength in, in both of our settings. And um, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Rich, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be with us. We awesome. Great. really, really appreciate it. And uh, we get to see your beautiful face as well. So that's always a good sign. <laughs> it's been lovely to see you guys. And, you know, 
just any time when you get a chance to see people that you normally would we didn't get to hang out at Bible Week. We've not got oh. to see each other in other contexts or places. So it's just really good to see you and see that you guys are looking really well and blessed. So yeah, thank you for asking. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Community Church Podcast. For more information about the Community Church and what they do, please visit communitychurch.org.uk. We'll see you next time.